Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. podcast. This is Adrienne and it being the holidays we are recording this on December 25th so Merry Christmas or happy whatever it is that you celebrate. Um, I am sitting down with my husband today. Hello. And we thought we would just sit down and do a really quick trip report um, from our recent trip to Disney World. We went down for about six days and stayed at the Boardwalk Resort, which was a first for both of us. And like I said, we just kind of wanted to sit down and give a brief explanation of everything that we did. We, Even though we have been to Disney World several different times, we tried to throw in some things that neither of us had done before, had some really neat experiences, and um, had some good meals. And so we just wanted to go into that a little bit more in detail. So we drove down on a Wednesday. We live in South Carolina, so we're about a 10-hour drive with frequent breaks like we have with young children. Um, And we drove down on a Wednesday, stopped in Georgia overnight, finished the trip the next morning. And the reason we wanted to do that was because one of the things that we were trying for the very first time was Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. We've done the Halloween party twice now and um, wanted to give the Christmas party a try. My sister also came down with us this time and she hadn't done any of the special ticketed events. So she wanted to experience that as well. So it being our very first day, we didn't want to come in straight to the party after having been in the car for 10 hours. So we wanted to make sure that we were rested. So we ended up coming into the resort around one yeah yeah around one um on thursday and that was december the 14th and um what were some of your first impressions of the resort christopher it was gorgeous i mean you walk in you see a little carousel of horses um when you first walk in the door big vaulted ceilings i mean it's just overwhelming i mean it's just a gorgeous place and it helped i think a lot too that the weather in particular was beautiful that day bright blue sky lots of clouds in the sky um i posted a few pictures on my facebook and on my twitter but i think we were both just completely overwhelmed with the the beauty of the entire resort i was a little i'm not gonna lie i was a little worried about staying there because it wasn't our first choice our first choice was wilderness lodge but 
um, going down at Christmas, you can imagine that that's a very difficult reservation to get. So we weren't able to and ended up going with the boardwalk instead. And I was completely blown away with the theming, with the dining, with the atmosphere in general. Um, and the convenience. The yeah. convenience, you just, you can't, you can't top that. It's true. The boardwalk, for those of you that don't know, is situated on Crescent Lake, I think it's called, and you are directly in between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So they're both about a 10 to 15 minute walk, depending on where you're located within the resort, to either of those parks. So we were so excited that we didn't have to use Disney transportation and we didn't have to um, drive because usually when we're down in our car we drive never once hopped on a monorail yeah we didn't never touch a monorail a or a tram it which, was great <laughs> never once stepped foot in the parking lot we didn't touch the ticket and transportation center which was even better i think um even though we did go to magic kingdom because we went to the halloween party i mean the christmas party but um yeah, it was, I think we just hopped a bus for that, right? We did, and it dropped us off right at the front door. Yeah, and that's one of the big changes that Disney has done recently is the security. And it used to be that when you arrived at Magic Kingdom, the security for everyone arriving to the park, no matter where you were located, was at the front of the park. And now it's been backed out, so either at the Ticket and Transportation Center, or if you're arriving from the buses, it um, you go through, bag check everything at closer to the bus station or if you're arriving from a monorail resort it's actually done before you board the monorail so um that has been a very positive change but there is still a lot of back i don't want to say backlog because that's not the word i'm looking for but like it still gets backed up at the ticket and transportation center because i feel like that's where most people yeah that's more like the hub to get into magic kingdom right exactly and a lot of people are also going to epcot i guess that come there so So it's just, um, that's been a really positive change because as soon as we got off the bus, you went through bag check really fast. And of course, experienced Disney World travelers know that when you get to the bag check, you have everything unzipped. The guy does doop, doop, doop all through your bag or whatever it is that you're bringing in with you and you're in. And um, also as annual pass holders, we love that they now have a specific annual pass holder entrance into the parks because it's usually less crowded and it usually works for us best because we kind of know the procedure and yeah. how to get in and you're not the new person trying to figure out how to operate the machine granted i still it takes me about three tries before i remember which finger is coated with my um magic band but i finally figured it out this time and had 10 chances you figured it out <laughs> and um and our kids too didn't have trouble getting into the christmas party well i put our daughter i put her her magic band with my finger. Right, and Zachary, our son, is on mine, so that kind of helped too that they were split up. But the party itself, I felt like, um, like I kind of felt like I knew what I was getting into because we'd done the Halloween party. But um, first off, I've never been to the parks when they've been decorated for Christmas. December, this was the first time I've ever done a December trip. And I've seen pictures, but nothing could compare, I think, to walking in and seeing that giant Christmas tree. No, it was it was gorgeous. I mean, you you picture the lighting of big Christmas trees and stuff. But you can't compare anything to it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And the intermittent snowing on Main Street was beautiful. And 
Uh, even though you know it's like soap or whatever bubbles it is that they've got going, it's still um, it's still magical to be in Florida and be in a Disney park and seeing the castle all lit up and um, and then to have faux snow falling around your shoulders is still a pretty magical experience. What would you say your goals were for the party? Just to just to see everything new that they've put out just for the holiday season. Yeah. Um, because we've been to the Halloween party a couple times, so we've kind of seen you know, some of the, the, the some of those decorations. Um, just really curious to see what kind of decoration they put out for Christmas. The wreaths, the trees, the little Christmas presents, uh, the bows. I mean, they... They go all out. They do. I mean, you expect you would expect nothing less from Disney, I think. Then after watching the video, we find out they've done it overnight. Right. <laughs> we did. I don't know if anybody's not seen it. On Freeform, they have a special about decorating the Disney parks for Christmas. And it's a must-watch if you're interested in all and how they do it and all the work that goes into it. Um, our kids are at this weird place where they're not really into doing attractions at all. Um, we did talk them into doing the Jingle Cruise, which is the Jungle Cruise overlay, which is um, a generous way to talk about it because it's still pretty much just the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, they'll have a, a little Santa hat on yeah. the, uh, the rhinoceros or some of the little characters throughout the ride they'll put a present or gift in certain little spots but and some of the jokes i yeah. think were a little bit different but it was it it's the jungle cruise and that's either your thing or it's not it is definitely my thing i love the jungle cruise i think christopher and i were probably the only ones laughing our butts off the whole ride um they even renamed the little boats oh the yeah I, noticed that. I forgot what they were called or what ours was called but I can't remember. Rudolph something. something I yeah. can't remember. So I know Disneyland gets a lot more overlays for their um, for their attractions, but here in Disney World, we basically just get the Jingle Cruise, and that's okay. Um, because, like I said, I love I love the Jungle Cruise itself. Puns are totally my thing. Um, so really, we didn't ride that many attractions. We did the Jingle Cruise. You and Alyssa did Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and Pirates. Yes. Yeah. And while they were doing that, the kids and I went and kind of explored some of the character interactions. Um, we met Prince Charming and Cinderella and Elena of Avalor. Wanted to meet Tiana and Naveen, but the line for that was insane. Um, we also we looked at meeting Aladdin and Abu, but that line was too long, too. Um, right, Aladdin and Abu? Because Jasmine meets with Jeannie, right? I so. Yeah, I think so. So, um, but we did also explore a few of the free foods, food items that come out with the party at the Halloween party. You get to go trick or treating, but at the Christmas party, they do cookies and um, apple juice or Egg some dog. sort of yeah, something Christmassy. Now, some of the stops had like Dove chocolates, and one of them was a icy kind of thing like a snow cone yeah snow cone that's the word i was looking for and uh a pretzel there was a snowman pretzel cookies there are lots of different cookies my favorite cookie was the ginger molasses cookie for sure yeah that was good that one was good it was soft yeah. i like soft cookies. that's the same place we picked the eggnog up yeah i don't like eggnog but i really liked the cookie um melanie i think liked the um 
apple cider. No. Yeah, yeah, but she really liked the apple cider. And they were both really into the snow cone. Yeah, the sugar cookie um, was probably third place. Third place? Yeah. And what was second place? The, uh, the one you, I can't remember. The molasses one? Yes. Yeah, they were, they were all really good. <laughs> they were all good. I mean, I'm not going to complain about any of the cookies. I'm, I mean, it's free cookies. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And, of course, the lines are moving quickly, and... Um, Disney, of course, knows how to get you in and out of places so that you can do the rest of the stuff. We did make a pit stop in Cosmic Rays because for some reason we always end up at Cosmic Rays when we're in Magic Kingdom, mainly just because indoor seating, bathroom, um, and chicken nuggets, which is like the trifecta when you have y'all young children. Um, we started to sit in the inner circle to where... Uh, oh, Cosmic Ray yeah, but what is it when it's going down there? Some sort of dance party. Yeah, so like a DJ dance party. Yeah, and it was foggy. Very loud. And very loud, and I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I don't think the kids could either. If you it, think you're getting a headache, don't go in there. Yeah, it was it was pretty loud. So we ended up sitting nearer to the bathrooms, towards a, sort of in the back of that restaurant, which, um, which was good because my sister volunteered to watched the kids for a little bit while they ate and we went to um ride space mountain mm -hmm. and um then we came back and of course the children had had a bathroom emergency and my <laughs> poor sister was having to take them to the bathroom um which is never fun thank gosh for companion bathrooms and after that um christopher was so kind as to take the children back to the resort because they were cranky and tired and would never have made it through oh no no no! before that you we watched the castle lighting yeah, with did. elsa we did. elsa and anna and olaf and Kristoff um do a like a, a little show in front of the castle and then elsa uses her ice powers to um to light it up with icicles and light and magic and it's beautiful well, it's, gorgeous. it's gorgeous i mean it's um it there's i think there's some projection mapping too up on the castle right that make it look all fractally and um they use a lot of leds lights. as well yeah and tons of led lights and it's just it's spectacular it is absolutely spectacular so that was um one of the highlights of the night for sure and then christopher and the kids went back to the resort and my sister and I stayed and watched... What did we do first? Oh, we went to Tomorrowland. No, we went to Tomorrowland first because Alyssa had never ridden Astro Orbiters. So um, we got up on Astro Orbiters, which is fine. It's not my favorite ride in the world. Um, and we did the um, People Mover because that is one of my favorite things. And then we got down and watched... Um, Christmas wishes or holiday wishes or whatever it's called um, from Tomorrowland before setting up and finding a spot to watch the parade, which if you have not had an opportunity to watch the Christmas parade, look it up on YouTube or something because it's really, really cute. Um, we had great cast member interactions. I feel like a lot of people say that the Halloween party is probably better and that the Halloween parade is better. Um, and I guess so. I don't, I don't remember a whole lot about the Halloween parade, to be honest. I was probably tired. Um, but we had an upfront seat right at um, the end of Main Street for this parade. And we stayed for the second parade, which I was told was much less crowded, but it did not feel much less crowded. Um, but it was 
the parade itself was fine. Like I said, I mean, it's cute. The toy soldiers come out. Everything was adorable. Um, but it was really the individual cast members, as is usually the case, that really made it um, made it special. They were, you know, interacting with the crowd, saying some cute things, um, making jokes as they were going through the parade. So it was, um, that was definitely the best part. Then Alyssa and I wrapped it up about midnight that night. Um, which to anybody who knows me at all knows that that's pretty amazing because I am not a late night person at all. Um, much rather go to bed early, but anyway, I made it somehow and went back to the resort. And, uh, the next day was at Hollywood Studios, Hollywood Studios. right? Um, that more, Oh, but that morning is when we did the Surrey bike ride. Oh Yeah. <laughs> that was the boardwalk offers a surrey bike and if you don't know what that is it's like a multi-person bike it's like a quad thing. Bike. yeah like a quad bike but it also has like a top on it um and the kids we got a six person bike me and christopher were in the front my sister was in the back and the kids get to sit on like this little ledge at the very front so they were in front of me and christopher and the path goes from boardwalk to past the international gateway to get into epcot beach club yacht club by the swan and dolphin and then back and yeah it was gonna say it's not even a full mile but holy cow that was exhausting yeah there are these twists and turns and hills and by the time you did swan and dolphin you're tired you're tired And it took us about, what, 10 minutes to do each lap? Yeah. And it was $25 for 30 minutes. And after the second lap, we'd only been on like 20 minutes. We're, the kids were going, let's go again. And we're all sitting there going, no, we're done. We're done. Enjoy this lap because we're not doing another yeah, one. small incline. <laughs> it's treacherous. It was awful. So, um, but that was really fun too because we had been in the beach club when we did Beaches and Cream mm-hmm. in June, right? Um, so we had seen it a little bit, but I'd never seen the back side of it. So with the pools and, uh, the beach, which was really pretty. It was really neat. It was neat. A little sandy little beach area with all sorts of lounge chairs and stuff. And the big, um, pirate ship. Yeah. Going off. It was, um, it was really neat. Like I said, we had never, I had never been besides beaches and cream. I'd never been to any of the Epcot resorts. So it was a good experience just to see all of that. I still don't think I want to stay in Yacht Club, but Beach Club is a maybe at some point. But it's going to take a lot for me not to stay at Boardwalk again, I think. Yeah, Boardwalk has become one of my favorites. Definitely, definitely. But we... um, I think like previously stated, you know, it's the convenience. You can't beat that. Yeah, definitely. So we had finished up the Surrey bike ride. I think we probably grabbed a snack down on the boardwalk. When did we get pizza? Was it that day? No, that was the first day. That was the first thing we got, I think, was pizza at the pizza window. Which, I think when I had mentioned earlier on the podcast that I was a little nervous about staying at boardwalk, it was mainly about the food. Every resort we had ever stayed in had some sort of quick service food court where you had lots of different options. And if my kids wanted to eat chicken nuggets at every meal fine it was there it was available but that is the one thing that the boardwalk lacks is it does not have 
a typical food court. Instead, it has um, the Boardwalk Bakery, which gives you some pastries and some hot foods at breakfast, mm -hmm. and then deli meals throughout the rest of the day. There's the, a pizza window. The, the ESPN. ESPN Club. There's several table service resort. <laughs> I mean, table service restaurants. The ESPN Club, Trattoria Al Forno, and the Flying Fish. Um, Abercadabars had food. Did it? it but did. just like snacks or like food food? I didn't get that. I didn't get past uh -oh. that. The drink, <laughs> the drink that mini. Uh, and there were some food kiosks, but then we weren't prepared for the food kiosk because they didn't take Magic Band or Disney gift card. No. It was either cash or like your debit card. So that threw us for a loop that first night too because I'm, I wanted fried macaroni and cheese bites and I didn't have any way to pay for it. So thank gosh Christopher had some cash on him. Because, you know, when you're at Disney World, you expect to be in the Disney bubble and really only be, have to live off your magic band. And so that... that if you're not prepared, that'll... That it threw, threw me for a loop. Because after I ordered it, he told me the, how much it was. And I was like, oh, crap, you don't have a place to scan my magic band. I, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to have to cancel my order. Well, he had a piece of paper on the front window that said they didn't accept magic bands or Disney gift cards. Yeah, well, I didn't read that, apparently. Yeah, I noticed. But, anywho. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we did go to Hollywood Studios and rode Christopher's favorite attraction, which is the Rock and Roller Coaster. Rock and Roller Coaster. And because we had a third adult with us this time, we were able to use the Rider Swap. We used it at every opportunity. Um, even if you have a Fast Pass, you can still ask for the Rider Swap. Basically, you just go and as you're scanning in, ask for just ask the cast member for you want a rider swap ticket and they will give you either a paper fast pass or a plastic card that you can then exchange at the front of the line or at the end of the line sometimes for, they'll actually show or want you to show proof that you there actually is an adult have kids. With a child there yeah and we had that happen a couple of times it never happened to me before i'd never been asked to show proof that i have children but um, this time I was asked several times and I'm thinking probably because it was getting into the busier season and because it is a free service that's really awesome um, Disney probably is cracking down on people who might exploit that advantage but um, because we did genuinely have a third adult with the small children who weren't gonna ride rock and roller coaster Tower of Terror we um, we were able to to use the rider swap and again just to remind you guys what that is if you have an adult that is staying out with the kids two adults can go ride ask for the rider swap it is a like an old school paper fast pass that is good usually until the end of that month yeah. um, so you don't feel like you have to use it immediately it's good usually for several days and that one paper fast pass is good for up to three people yeah so um, after Christopher and I rode Rock and Roller Coaster, and I'm sorry if y'all hear my cat, it's purring and sneezing behind me. But after Christopher and I rode Rock and Roller Coaster, then we used the Fast Pass. And, and you get to go through the Fast Pass. Yeah, and you go through the with, with the rider swap. Exactly. So you don't have to wait in standby for um, for a second time just because you happen to have small children that can't or won't ride the ride. Like Melanie, our seven year old, she's tall enough to ride every single ride in Disney World, but she's still a little bit of a scaredy cat. And uh, She started off strong. She did. We used to ride Seven Doors Mine Train over and over and over. And now 
Nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. We had to beg her to get on living with the land. Her favorite ride is the monorail. Right. To the resort. <laughs> it's totally true. So, but we did do that. Christopher and Alyssa and Melanie went to go do um, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Which is still a good show. Yeah. Still, I hope that it stays. I have a feeling it's probably going to go away at some point for something, but... It is still a lot of fun. Well, we were, well, we got there early. We had Fast Passport. So we got in, got a seat. We stayed toward the back. Just just in case Melanie decided she needed to get up and go to the restroom or if she started feeling scared because uh, we had some fire. Uh, it does get a little bit loud. Um, but once everybody else filed in, you couldn't find another seat. And they had people lined up behind us. They had to stay against the wall. I mean, it was packed. And... Uh, it was, it was a good show, and they usually have one cast member. Uh, that's, it's kind of planned out that they will actually pick people from the crowd, and this person will happen to be one of them, and they get to play a little part in the show, and uh, it's it's really cute. It's a lot of fun, um, and those guys, they do a tremendous job. And while you guys were doing that, we knew Zachary, our four-year-old, wouldn't like it because there are elements of fire and things that are a little bit scarier. So he had begged to go on um, Toy Story Mania, which we did not have a fast pass for because we had used our tier one fast passes for rock and roller coaster. And it was a posted 60, 65 minute wait. I can't remember. Zachary got through, Zachary and I got through it in 45 minutes, I think. So that was good. But um, he made it through exactly two rotations of Toy Story Mania before he decided he was terrified of that too. And... <laughs> Um, we spent the rest of the ride huddled up together in a hug so that he wouldn't freak out. He's not real fond of 3D rides. No. And I think the jerking scared him too. Because, you know, it kind of throws you around to each next wall or ride part or whatever. I think that scared him. And it was really hard for me. Like, I had to remember that, like, I'm a mom and that my job first is to make sure that my child is comforted. Not to beat the score. Not to beat the score. score. (laughs) competitive i'm a little bit competitive and that was i was like but 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 can i at least do like at the end when the pies are coming you know like i really wanted to play that part and he wouldn't let me i had to (laughs) do my mama job congratulations you beat a (laughs) four-year-old well it's not even that i just i I like to win so anyway that was our hollywood studios day next day we went we started out the morning at animal kingdom we had a fast pass bright and early for cali river rapids you can imagine that we decided not to do that. I think it was 50-something degrees that morning. Yeah. It, was, it was a cool morning. Yeah. The afternoon into the later on in the evening, it was great. I think it was high mid-70s. 70s, yeah. But that morning, it was. we definitely decided as a group it was too cold to spend the rest of the day wet. <laughs> One of the kids wanted to do it. Melanie. Yeah. Melanie wants to do it. The, the kid who doesn't want to do anything wanted to do Cali River Rapids, but... But don't want to ride Splash Mountain But again. not Splash Mountain. Whatever. So we went to Everest. Is Everest what we did first? Mm, yes. Okay. So we did Everest before we went to Plot of Passage. But when did we do the safaris? So did we do the safaris without a fast pass? Yeah, because it was on like a 15 minute wait. Okay, so we yeah, we did safaris first. And uh, it was a good safari, I thought. Lots of movement. What is it that we saw that we'd never seen? The, the baby warhogs? Yeah. Yeah. we never had a seen bunch those. of those out. Um, and we got a really great view of people doing the Wild Africa Trek. They were doing the ropes course across the crocodiles. 
was just cemented in Christopher and I's mind that that's definitely what we want to do. That's on our to-do list next yes, summer. Yes, definitely. The lions were lazy. Of course. Of course. Cats. Yeah. Giraffes well, moved a little bit. Lots of um, rhinoceroses or hip. The, hi- the hippos were were laying out because they were trying to get warm. Right. Because no, but we saw a black rhinoceros and we'd never seen one of those yeah, either. Yeah, we seen the black rhino. Yeah. We seen the black rhino, the white rhino. And ostriches, and bunnies. Anything else? There were several. Yeah. I can't remember what they were. I mean, the springboks, like all the things that are normally out and moving. But I think the baby warthogs were the only ones that really stuck in my brain that time. Well, that's what I was saying with the the hippos. Usually, they're in the water when we yeah. get by, and they had, I think, two or three that were covered in mud, just laying there, just getting sun. Yeah. Because the crocodiles it, were too, I think. Yeah, because it was a cooler morning. It was. Um, but there was one hippo that was underwater. So, but there were a lot of animals out that morning. Yeah. Oh, and the safari bridge. Remember? Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't know. Like, okay, there's this part of the safari, if you've never been on it, where they pretend like you're going over a rickety bridge. Like, oh, gosh, the road is closed. You I guess the we'll sound have to effects take... of yeah. creaking. And... and you're like, oh, ha, 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 whatever. Well, this time when we were on the safari, we were on the very back row, which we had never done before. And by golly, the freaking thing is on hydraulics or something. I don't know. But like when he was going, oh no, we're going to fall. Be careful. Legit. The bridge. Everybody slid to the left. Like dropped down to the left. And we were like, oh my gosh, that never happened before. So um, that was scary. And just be prepared for that. Cause that's, I cannot even tell you how many times we've done the safaris. I mean, never noticed that part. Never, ever. And we've done it at least once every trip. We hear the noise, but we didn't know it moved. Holy crap, it was scary. Um, so anyway, safari. And then we went to Everest, where we did more rider swaps. And didn't we save one for when we came back that evening? We did. Yeah. We did Everest. And then some kind lady at the bus stop had given us a rider swap for dinosaur. Yeah, we, me and Alyssa used it. So you and Alyssa went to do dinosaur, and I took the kids to get their faces painted. And then we left and went to Animal Kingdom Lodge for Sanaa. Yes. Which was fabulous, as always. Um, we, Christopher and I had been there before, but the kids and Alyssa never had. So we ordered the bread service, and for we asked them not to bring the onion one because I don't like the onion one. And, super special tip, there's a tenth sauce. The way the bread service works is you get the non-bread, and then you can, you, there's a couple of different options. You can do a six sauce, I think, which is a little bit cheaper, but you have to pick um, six of the nine sauces to try, or you can pay like a couple dollars more and go ahead and get all nine sauces. And just go ahead and get all nine. Yeah, just, just do it. The They're so good. You Like, I couldn't choose six if I tried. Except for I didn't really like the mango salsa one. Yeah, I think Mel liked that one. Did she? Yeah. She liked the um, roasted red pepper hummus the best. Um, And Alyssa liked the garlic one, I think. But we stuck down towards the jalapeno hot side. Yeah, because they go in in order from the not hot all the way to the hottest one. It's like a tenth one. Yeah, so there's a super secret tenth one. And I can't remember what he called it. It started with a P. Like... I don't remember. I really don't. But it... If you like hot food or something really spicy, you'll enjoy it. It was. It was really good. So if you ever go to Sanaa and you like super spicy stuff, ask for the secret 
tenth sauce. You will not regret it. And you take the first bite, you're just like, oh, it's not bad. It's really sweet. And about five seconds into it, <laughs> it lights you up. It really does. It's a sneaky heat. Um, and then Christopher got the snob burger again, which is good. Mm-hmm. I'd gotten the barbecue something or another barbecue sandwich. Um, and it was good. Sana is excellent. I can't complain about it at all. Um, not to mention the fact that the food is good, but the views are spectacular. You are in the Kadani Village, which is the DVC Disney Vacation Club section of Animal Kingdom Lodge. And Sana has windows on the entire outside walls, which is on the savannah. So you can see the giraffes and the birds and the um, cattle corn things cow corn horn cattle i can't remember what they're called either anyway but anyway all the animals out on the savannah you can see them while you're eating which is good we didn't have a great seat for that but um we had seen it before we had stayed at animal kingdom lodge several times so i think we were fairly familiar with what was out there on the savannah but i mean it was a good meal as always i will always highly recommend sanaa but then we went to back to the resort to kind of chill out a little bit and rest because we were sending the kids to a kick club. Totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. Um, it. We send ours to Lilo's Playhouse at the Polynesian, and it costs $110 per night. It opens at 4.30. You can let them stay all the way until midnight, and there is an annual pass discount. There is nothing more worth it on our trip than sending the kids to the kids club at least one night they have a great time they did cooking they did science experiments they had a dance party with captain hook and we went back to animal kingdom and if you don't pick them up by midnight they uh they give them five-hour energy drinks donuts (laughs) it's true we were threatened but we did everest once or twice (laughs) i mean Several times. Maybe three times. Maybe three times. I don't know. And had a fast pass for Flight of Passage, which is still my favorite attraction of any any theme park I've ever been in, ever. And thank goodness we had that fast pass because it was a four-hour wait. Yeah, four a hours. posted four-hour wait when we got in line for fast pass. And it's still, we were in the fast pass line for 40 minutes at least. Yeah, then there was one guy, he was real disgruntled. Yes. He was yelling, he'd been in line for five hours. How come we're letting people in front of him? And then we found out, I mean, I felt really bad for the guy because, of course, I'd had that experience in June. We were in line for three hours because the ride had gone down. And then, of course, someone pulled a fire alarm and we were evacuated from the building, which was awesome. So I totally understand being disgruntled. And that's the most popular ride there is at the Disney parks right now. So... You've really got to plan accordingly if you're going to try to ride it, especially without a fast pass. But that guy was ticked. I mean, he was ticked. And then we talked to the cast members, and it turns out that one of the theaters was down. Right. So the ride was moving even slower than normal. And But I have no complaints about that ride. I love it. Love it, love it. After we got off it, I think we were done, right? At Animal yeah, Kingdom because they closed we, at 8? Yeah, we were going to go to the um, Nomad. Nomad Lounge. And it, like I said, it closed at 8. I don't think we got off a flight of passage till It was like 5 after 8. Yeah. So we left, and we didn't have any dinner reservations. We'd been trying for Ohana for months and which, couldn't get one. Which we tried to go to 
Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's before that. It was like a two-hour wait. Yeah. And then we went back and after. It was still a two-hour wait. Yeah. So we ended up, I think, eating at Captain Cook's. And um, we went to the bar at uh, Oh, yeah. And we hung out there for a little bit. Before we even left. And then we went to Captain Cook's. And then we were going to try to just go out on that back patio that belongs to Trader Sam's. And it was packed, too, I think, because fireworks were going on. So we just we didn't look out on Trader Sam's at all this time. Yep. And Ohana. We tried. We even talked to the front desk concierge at... The Polynesian, and we weren't able to get in. So, um, Christopher has asked that I make sure that that's on the 180-day mark for our next trip next year. Mm-hmm. We went and picked up the kids. They were a little ticked off that we were there to pick them up because they were having so much fun. I literally, they don't let adults go back behind the the mark. Like, you can't enter into the kid club no matter what. And the woman was like, you're going to have to come get your kid because he's not leaving. He's playing a video game. Yeah, he was playing Minecraft. So, and he doesn't play Minecraft at home, so he was probably completely they and totally... They do a good job keeping the kids entertained. They do. It's... We watched part of the cooking class one time, right? When yeah, we went to go cookies. pick them out. And the woman was adorable, talking yeah. her little French accent and teaching the kids how to cook. And I think they did a science experiment with the volcano or something this time, too. So, but we always end up... We ended up picking them up right at 10... So we let them, did we let them sleep in the next morning? Yes, because next morning was Whispering Canyon. Oh, that's fun. We went to, um, we'd originally planned another Magic Kingdom day. This was, we were supposed to have a lazy morning because we knew we would have stayed out late for, um, with the kids club and us going to Animal Kingdom or whatever. Um, So we had already planned to have kind of a lazy morning. We were going to start out at Wilderness Lodge at their restaurant called the Whispering Canyon Cafe. And the reason we did that is because we didn't get to stay at Wilderness Lodge, so we still wanted to see all the decorations. And um, so this was kind of our way of doing it. And they were running behind, too. We had a 10-15 reservation, right, and didn't get in until 10-30, 10-40, something like that. So we were all starving and kind of (laughs) cranky. Zachary had already had a couple of meltdowns that morning, but, you know, such is the life of having a four-year-old. Get play in the little pond. Right. They have a little pond creek thing that starts inside the lobby and then goes outside into the little um, courtyard area. And, uh, yeah, he was pretty ticked off that I wouldn't let him go swimming. So, you know, like I said, four-year-old. It's but tough. It's tough. Bless them. Bless their little hearts. So, instead... Um, no, not instead. But in, we decided not to go to Magic Kingdom and just... But to keep our breakfast... And it was, I had never been there. None of us had ever been there. I had heard about Whispering Canyon. And if you haven't been there, but maybe you've been to 50s Primetime Cafe, it's kind of, the waiters are kind of similar. <laughs> I got yelled at twice. Yeah, for your elbows on the table. Yeah, for having my elbows on the table. When he came to give us our drinks, like he threw the napkins down and tossed straws at us. Um, but the... <laughs> I don't even know if I should tell you guys because it's so funny. You can tell and them you the should, first one. Don't tell them the second one. Which one? You can tell them about ketchup. Okay. So, I'm just going to say, if you don't like attention, <laughs> don't ask for ketchup at Whispering Canyon Cafe because they will make a giant deal out of it. And also, they serve you potatoes for breakfast that need ketchup. 
and there's it's purposely not ketchup on every table. Right, you, right. So you have to ask for it. If you want it, you have to ask. And um, don't... Don't steal it. Don't steal it. <laughs> don't That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Don't be sneaky and don't try to steal it because... <laughs> they'll catch you. They'll catch you. And it's hilarious. Um, but we saw lots of funny stuff. They sang. We did the If You're Happy and You Know It song. Um, the table beside us, their receipt was like 20 feet long. <laughs> We've heard stories. It didn't happen to us, but we've heard stories of if you, if isn't it if you ask for mayonnaise, they bring you like a five-gallon bucket of mayonnaise. That's what, is what our server to told us. Oh, to. sorry. I didn't know. Um, and if you ask for too many refills, they'll bring you a mason jar the sign if it's over your head, I've heard. Um, so it's just. I didn't hear that one. I must have took that here to the bathroom. Probably. But, um, so it's just a really fun hilarious atmosphere it's great but just don't think you're going in for normal breakfast is all that i want to warn you if you have not been there it's hands down it's the best it's the best meal it's It's really fun meal experience i think that we had that whole trip possibly ever that might be my favorite restaurant we've ever been to um there's any other restaurant you go to i mean it's like a character breakfast dinner lunch and you'll have them come up to you and they're in their they're in the character role but at whispering canyons is is fun it was I mean, it was so much fun uh and then we kind of explored the resort a little bit bought a couple of things from their little store and then we went back to the boardwalk because um like I said, that was supposed to be our Magic Kingdom day, and we had decided not to go back to Magic Kingdom because the kid, the kids weren't super into doing any of the attractions. They didn't want to go back after the Christmas party. There was nothing there that we had felt like we wanted to do again. So we went back to the resort, kind of rested for a little bit, and then we decided to walk over to Epcot. Yeah. Because we wanted to check out the International Gateway. We'd never been in that way before. Um... And went to Japan, right? To get Kakigori. When do we do breakfast in France? That was the next day, I think. Yeah, I think that was here. Okay. Um, We, yeah, we went to Japan. They had the, I can't remember what it's called. One of the, you know, that Epcot's got a thousand and seven festivals going on, but it's like their Christmas celebration festivals with food booths and things like that. Um, So we kind of walked around and checked out the world showcase i don't think we even stepped foot into future world did we Mm-mm. yeah we just kind of took an easy day had a snack walked around and just kind of checked it all out a little bit and at one point i know we split up you and melanie went somewhere and me and Alyssa and zach went around because that's when she got the little maple god what was it called like the frozen s'more drink that was disgusting i don't know and you and melanie went on a search for popcorn that's all i remember no it was a search for cotton oh candy. cotton candy sorry um that's the day we snuck no did we sneak back to the resort that day to go swimming no that was monday yeah that was monday so no sunday i don't think you did that yet Maybe, okay. Well, maybe we didn't split up until Monday then. Maybe we just walked around that day a little bit. I just remember Alyssa wanting to go to that, um, I don't remember. She wanted to go get something at one of the booths and they didn't have it or the line was too long or something. The line was long. 
Yeah, that fondue, right, in Germany? Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I can't either. It's, I think it's like the first first one when you walk in the, down the street on the left. Yeah. Um, so then we went back to the room again just to kind of rest. And then because we are terrible parents, we dropped the kids off at a different kids club because we wanted to go see Star Wars. And... <laughs> We're genuinely not bad parents. We really aren't. But, and Melanie, our seven-year-old, is very into Star Wars. She loves Rey. She loves The Force Awakens. She's probably watched it more times than I have. And, but she was not at all interested in going to the movie theater to go see that. So, it was either not see Star Wars or take the kids to a kid club. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... (laughs) Being the geeks that we are. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um, They went to, instead, this time they went to the Sandcastle Club at the Beach Club because it was a walk for us. So we just um, dropped them off real fast. And, um, again, they had a good time. The Sandcastle Club is not as big as Lilo's Playhouse. It was smaller. It was more comparable, I felt, to the um, Simba's Cub House at Animal Kingdom Lodge small but they still had tons of fun i think captain hook came there too they, they had pirate day yeah there again so they did a lot of the same activities but um we're totally fine with that you know it's bad whenever your kid walks in it's like hey it's pirate day again <laughs> we're like, maybe we use kid clubs too often um but we dropped the kids off at the kid club and went over to disney springs which didn't take as long as we thought it would take so our movie, we dropped the kids off at 4.30. Our movie was at 6. We had some time to kind of walk around and shop a little bit. We went to Jock Hangers, Jock Lindsay's Hanger Bar. Yeah, that was good. That was good. And it was um, surprisingly not busy because Disney Springs was like person to person packed. Both garages were full. Yeah, both garages, the Lime Garage and the Orange Garage were completely full. We had to do self-parking on the ground. Which makes us sound kind of elitist, but like I hadn't had to do that in a really long time. And, uh, and, and we thought it was for the movie, and but, I don't think it was for that. No, I, don't, I think it's just because it was a Sunday. I think weekends at Disney Springs are just particularly busy, and especially during this peak time as the weekend was coming in and kids are just starting to get out of school all around the country. I think Disney World in general was just getting busier, but, um, it was, it was, it was insane. It wasn't, I can handle crowd levels pretty well, but it was uncomfortably crowded. You had to zigzag to get somewhere. Yeah. And we had just had a group of three and it was difficult to keep all three of us together at times. Um, but like I said, Jock Lindsay's hangar bar was surprisingly empty. We got a table immediately, but the bartender must've been behind or something. Cause it took forever for him to bring us drinks. Yeah. Cause we had to get our drinks to go. Yeah. Um, and then we had reservations for our movie at the dine-in theater at the, at the Disney Springs movie theater and didn't realize that it had a different entrance. So we showed up at 530 at the normal movie theater and they were like, yeah, you got to walk back to basically exactly where we had been before to go check in for the dine-in experience, which I had never done a dine-in movie theater before. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. My food wasn't great. Alyssa's food was better. How was yours? It was good. What'd you get? A burger. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I tried some sort of chicken bowl, and it was pretty bland. Yeah, and they had uh, two little signature drinks. I actually took a picture of the little flyer for it. Um, A Blue Hope, which 
was um has vodka and a few other things. I don't know how to pronounce half the stuff they put in it. <laughs> but it was a blue drink. It was a blue drink and then they had one uh it was called Revenge of the Sip, which was red. In which they put a little glow stick in it to turn it Like lightsabers, it was cute. Yeah, it was really cool. But the the Blue Hope it had uh a vodka in it, like crystal head vodka. And the Revenge of the Sip had Patron. And that's the one I got was the Revenge of the Sip. And it was alright. I mean, for what it was, it was it was alright. Yeah. And Alyssa got um, like a sampler. Like it was wings and nachos and fries and stuff like that. And it was good. And um, the server was really good. I was surprised actually at how knowledgeable he was about the entire menu and the whole process and um like i said we live in podunk south carolina so we don't have any dine-in movie theaters we're lucky to have movie theaters with stadium seating still that's about an hour for that yeah we have to have an hour for that so um so it was kind of a new experience for us but it was really good and really easy and less invasive than i thought it would be i thought that i wouldn't be able to focus on the movie as much with like people coming up and down and waiters and bringing drinks and refills and things like that but it was totally fine yeah you really didn't even know he was there yeah i mean he was he was bringing your food and he was out the door yeah and if you needed him for any reason there's a little call button right in front of you You hit the button and he'll be there in just a couple minutes for a refill or if you wanted to order something else i mean it was it was pretty good yeah it was good the movie i will not comment on here i'm sure we'll talk about that on the podcast at some other time but um not a yeah i'm just not going to talk about that now i'll talk about it later um but anyway after the movie we went back picked up the kids and um they were once again like oh really mom <laughs> but you know i don't know what that says about us as parents i really don't <laughs> Uh, and then the next day, Monday the 18th, was our final day at Disney World, our final full day. And it was an Epcot day. We went to um, the International Gateway to get in. So we just walked. Nice little 10-minute walk. And went to France, the France Pavilion, for breakfast. At I'm not even going to attempt to say the name of the restaurant we ate in. But it's basically the little bakery in the back of the France Pavilion. And uh, it was good. I had no complaints, but the best part was the fact that there was nobody there. Yeah. I think it was the second, third people in line. Yeah, there was, I mean, literally nobody at the restaurant for breakfast. The entire walk to the France Pavilion was completely empty. The walk back was empty. And then they direct you. You can't, when you come in that way from any of the Epcot resorts, they'll let you go across the bridge to the France Pavilion but then it's roped off, so you can't keep going around the World Showcase that way to get to Future World. You have to backtrack and go through the UK and Canada before you can get into Future World. So by the time we had breakfast and handed into Future World, it was around 10 o'clock maybe. And um, we had a meet and greet, a fast pass meet and greet with Mickey because you guys know how I feel about the tiered fast pass systems and especially in Epcot it just doesn't work because our tier one was spent on Soren, so our tier two options are pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean mission space, I'm glad that it's still a tier two because if it was tier one there would literally be no reason to get more than one fast pass in Epcot. Um because I know we waited. It said fifteen minutes for uh what was it? we went to the Nemo's 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you did the C's, right? Yeah. The Nemo and Friends? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It's a 50-minute wait, which I think was more of a 30-minute wait. And that, But that one does have a fast pass, right? It that's has a tier the, two? It has that option, but we yeah. didn't have one. We didn't. So we used our tier one fast pass on Soren. So our tier twos, we got a mission space because we wanted to check out the new, um, say goodbye to Lieutenant Dan and say hello to Zoe from um, Firefly. Oh my God, almost like <laughs> zoned out on that one. Bad, bad geek. Um, but our first fast pass was for the Mickey meet and greet. And that's literally, we've done it every time. And that's because it's the only other tier two fast pass that my kids are even remotely interested in so we met mickey we met goofy we met minnie and then and i feel sorry for anybody that plays goofy and my son walks up <laughs> that somehow all right tell me how it all started because i've forgotten i wasn't there for that okay so i think it was i think it was at that it very was, same meet there. and greet right I remember that we had met mickey and we were waiting to or goofy was waiting on us i think like, we were still interacting with Goofy, and his previous people had gone on. And so, Goofy, being Goofy, started dancing. And part of his dancing was shaking his butt. And my son thought that was hilarious. So, he started shaking his butt. And so, we had this whole interaction with Goofy that was based around showing off their butts <laughs> to each other. And he did. And, yeah. And so, now, it's tradition that Zachary, anytime he meets Goofy... At any place, he in any park, he shakes his butt. He did this time. And, and he Goofy did this time. turned around and he shook his butt back. Right. So we are very, again, grateful for Disney cast members because uh, Goofy went with it. Like, he didn't even, like, look at his handler and question things. He just popped his little butt around and started dancing. So, thank goodness. Thank goodness for that because I think Zachary would be heartbroken if Goofy didn't dance with him at this point. Then we went to Soren. Um... Melanie, again, was not interested in Soren. Zachary is terrified of soaring. We found that out last time. And uh, so my sister, Alyssa, took the two kids to do Living with the Land. And Christopher and I went and did Soren. And I love so Soren. It's, yeah, we got good seats. We did get good seats. Um, if you ever get the chance, it doesn't matter which concourse you go on, A, B, or C, the three theaters. But once you get down and you're placed in... Um, I can't remember what they're called, but there's A, B, and C again. You want to ask for B. Yeah. If you can, get B, and then you want row one. B is going to be centered, dead center of the theater, so you don't get that warped side view. And then if you're in row one, you don't get people's feet dangling yeah, in front of your eyes. nearly front center. Yeah, so we got B1 because I asked. <laughs> yeah, and because we were, end up we were in A. a. We were like A3 or something. Yeah, because so, we asked, was like, can we go to B? Yeah, sure, go yeah. ahead. So he waved us on. And so we got a great seat. And I, like I said, I love Soren. And um, so we did Soren. And then the kids begged to do Living with the Land again. And I was like, no, I'm not waiting an hour. Because that by we that time. A 10 minute wait to an hour. Yeah. So we were like, no, by that time, we're not, we're not waiting that long. And. Um, they were hungry, I think, so I got them food. Yeah, and then Alyssa went to Mission Space. Yeah. How do you feel about the new tape on Mission Space? The tape, the intro, I mean, I still think it's it's wrapped around the same one. It's the exact same mission, yeah. right? The like, mission, did they I digitize didn't... it or something? I didn't see much difference between the two. I mean, the, the plot, storyline of it is still the same. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's even the same script. 
I believe just it is. read by a different person. Yeah. So I don't know why that had to be down for months because I haven't figured it out. Now, granted, we only did orange. We haven't done green, and I've heard green is different because green stays at Earth. It doesn't go to yeah, Mars. It, it says like Mission Earth on it. It don't say uh, Mars Mission to Mars or anything on that. Yeah. So we didn't do green. We haven't done the new green, mm -hmm. but. Um, so I did orange twice. Yeah. Yeah, you did, because you did it with Alyssa, and you did it with me. Right. But I just, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I like Mission Space. It's not my favorite thing. Uh, I don't recommend doing it after you do drink or eat around the world. Nope, found that out loud. <laughs> well, not that you're guaranteed to get sick, but you'll, but you'll feel like you'll you feel want it. to. Yeah, yeah, you'll feel it, for sure. Um, and then, I think, once again, we just kind of... Explored. We yeah, went we through were, the World Showcase. We weren't in any hurry. Yeah. Enjoyed the day. You and you and Melanie did split off to go to the pool because yeah. you had promised her you would take her to the pool at some yeah. point, even though it's freaking December. She wouldn't shut up until I took her. Yeah. What did you think of the pool compared to other pools? It was... I mean, it was not. The slide was a lot bigger. Was it? Was it better than the Animal Kingdom Lodge slide? Yes. Yeah. It, which, I mean... I it grabbed looked it, taller. I grabbed a drink at the bar and I sat there and watched it. <laughs> But it's kind of creepy, right? The clown? Yeah. I, I don't know where that plays into it. But. It's like a weird carnival-themed yeah. pool. Oh. Um, on the note of Back to Boardwalk, is some of the little things that they do at night. Like we had <gasps> yes. the, little, the little magician guy. I don't know what you'd call him. Little... They're entertainers. Yeah. Not really, in, like, not really magicians, but they... I can't remember what, what you'd call him. Which one? The guy that kazooed? Yeah, that little squeaky guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because it, it was like magic tricks, but not like a yeah, traditional he, magician. Yeah, because there was one night. I don't remember what night it was we got back. Because I went to Moe's little bar there. And there was a guy right beside it just playing. He had a little crowd there. Had his little acoustic guitar and some speakers set up. And he says he's there. I think it was Saturday night, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then didn't you say he also plays at House of Blues? At Disney Springs? Yeah, he's, I think he said he plays there Saturday morning uh, for a couple hours. I think he said it was every, every Saturday morning. And then maybe another day. I don't really remember. But it was good. He yeah. said that's what he does full-time now. He just goes around and plays. I don't know if he works it's for paid. Disney. Right. But, uh, but the magicians were great. We saw the squeaky kazoo guy twice. And then we saw another guy who was hilarious. And he's the one that I told you, like, balanced on the, um, I don't know, cube things. And he juggled. And there's always audience participation. Zachary was incredibly disappointed he didn't get chosen either time to participate. Um, but granted, he probably didn't want a four-year-old handing him knives either. So no. it made sense. But, yeah, that's the other thing that I kind of wanted to mention about this whole trip is that usually when we do Disney World, we do Disney World, right? Like, we go... We are parks almost all day. We usually take an hour or two break in the afternoon because otherwise the kids get cranky. But we are morning to sh to close busy. Yeah, we have an itinerary that we stick to. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, we have a schedule. We do it. And if not, Mama's not happy. <laughs> I'm a little type A. They know but, that about me. But for what we've done, I mean, we were in no rush to do anything. Yeah, it was we really one. We passes and we got there. We've done them. We moved on. And what I feel like next? a lot of people would say, 
why you we did spend a lot of time at the resort this time and i think a lot of people who might go to disney world say that that's a waste like why are you not in the parks you're paying this money to be in the parks but for us this is the first time i've ever been in a resort where i had as much fun at the resort as i did in the parks yeah and the wedding uh, oh my gosh there. yeah there was a wedding and they were um in the courtyard having their pictures taken in front of the big christmas tree down yeah. in the courtyard and christopher nice. shouted congratulations <laughs> from our well from our balcony oh and the other thing okay so now we're kind of on our last night right <laughs> christopher and Alyssa went back to epcot that evening oh, yeah. right yeah i don't know what y'all did I, w- I went to germany to buy some of the apple Right. Liquor that they had. Right. Which I found out if you buy a shot is ten bucks, but if you buy the whole bottle is only thirty bucks. <laughs> so, so you know. And it take long to figure the math out on that when you buy the whole bottle. There was the um, candlelight processional and Neil Patrick Harris was the narrator and they got a couple of shots of him and got to listen to him a little bit and um, of which I was very jealous, but I was packing. I think you got to hear carolers. I did. Your window at that moment. It's true, and like I can't even be that upset because I, after I had done most of the packing, I um, opened the doors to our balcony and just kind of sat out there while the kids were resting inside. And carolers—they looked like teenagers. I don't know if they were from a local high school or college or something, but they were down in the courtyard singing near the Christmas tree. And really, I couldn't think of a more perfect way to end the trip. Um, but yeah, all the packing and all the not fun stuff we did. And then the next morning we had our final experience at Boardwalk, which was the, oh gosh, how did I forget 1900 Park Fair? Oh yeah. Sorry. Somewhere (laughs) in there we did, um, the Cinderella dinner at 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian. Was that Monday? Monday evening? Maybe. Hang on. Pull it up. Yes, Monday evening. So, okay, well, we didn't miss it too much then. Um, We did 1900 Park Fair with Cinderella, Prince Charming, Lady Tremaine, and the stepsisters, Anastasia and Drizella. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, the food was good. The food was good. It's buffet style. Um, I was a little annoyed because twice I got up and I wanted a specific kind of pasta, and it was out both times. Um, But the food was good. It, I'm, I'm not sure I'd ever want to go back now that I've experienced it. I don't feel like this is a do-multiple-times kind of restaurant. I think once we went through the Whispering Canyons. Yeah, that, yeah it kind of set yeah, a high bar for the rest of the vacation. Um, but the, I thought the character interactions were good. I have found lately that I'm less interested in like the princes and princesses and more into the side characters. Yeah. Because whatever Melanie was talking to... Which, Anastasia's the redhead. She yeah. was first. Because she asked her, you know, which one she thought was more Pretty prettier. <laughs> She's me. Me. <laughs> and Melanie goes, I think you're both pretty. And Anastasia just goes, no, me. Me. <laughs> and Drisella said, who do you think I'll say? And Melanie was like, I think you're both pretty. And Drisella was like, okay, sure. And Lady Tremaine was funny. So it was good. It was good. I, uh, like I said, I don't think I would go back again, but I'm glad that we did it. If nothing else, just to see the Grand Floridian, because 
I had gone into this Christmas season thinking, having been pushed into my head, Wilderness Lodge, Wilderness Lodge, Wilderness Lodge, you'll never see anything as gorgeous as that lobby at Christmas. And I walked into the Grand Floridian at Christmas and was blown away. Big old gingerbread house. Giant gingerbread house. It's like 18 feet or something tall. And then you have their giant Christmas tree in the lobby plus all these other little Christmas trees. And then the Grand Floridian is just beautiful to begin with and stately and old and you know, that kind of thing. And then to see all the draping and the garland and the lights. And I really, really am glad that we went to see it. And we were going to go to the Contemporary and check out their Christmas stuff, but we decided not to. All right, so that, honestly, was the last thing from Monday. And then Tuesday, our leaving day, we had a breakfast at Trattorio Al Forno, which is one of the table service restaurants at Boardwalk. And they offer a character breakfast with Ariel, Prince Eric, Rapunzel, and Flynn. Yeah, Flynn was hilarious. Flynn was the best one. Like, Eric was boring. Ariel was boring. Even Rapunzel was kind of boring. And that's not usual, because I really like her typically. But Flynn was fabulous. Flynn complimented Alyssa Smolder. (laughs) He was great. And then the food was good. It was different. Not your typical Disney breakfast. Like, I know you got pancakes, and the kids got waffles, but... Um, you might have, like, a caramel... Apple yeah, sauce, right? Yeah. I mean, so, I didn't even use syrup for it. I mean, it was good. It was good. And I got... Uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was, like, eggs, and then it had bell peppers and stuff in it, and tomatoes, which... I'm a giant fan start of taking pictures of the menu. I know! I do have pictures of almost all of our food. And Alyssa got, like, the King's breakfast or King Triton's breakfast or something that came with steak. That was good. Um, it was very loud. I can't think of a, a louder restaurant that we went to. 1900 Park Fair was pretty loud, but... Well, it's not that big, neither. Yeah, it's true. It's pretty small. They put a lot of tables in a small space. Right. Which is typical for Disney, too, because they're yeah. wanting to get the as many people in and out as they can. At a time, but um, we've done a lot of character meals. I feel like we have. We've done Acker's Use, we've done Be Our Guest, which isn't a typical character meal, but we've done Ohana Breakfast with Lilo and Stitch. We've done Cinderella's Royal Table several times. Um, and I am, while I continue to recommend them, probably for first timers, because you want to get your character meet and greets along with a meal. I'm finding myself to not be as big of a fan of them as I used to be. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. The character interactions are rushed. Yeah, because they're trying to get everybody in to get out. Yeah. Plus, I understand they're also interrupting you while you're eating. And to some people, that's important, I guess. But, um... Let them want anyone to leave there and not get to meet a character. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's important. I like, that's, that's I, I get it. Rush. And that's... I mean, it's important to the setup of how it's done, but I just, like, even though you and I were not big fans of the Garden Grill breakfast with Mickey and Pluto and all that, that character interaction was amazing. They came and grabbed our kids, and I don't even know where they went for a few minutes. Like they they just, they just, I I think it was Pluto just, like, grabbed one of our kids, and off they went. We thought we'd see them again at a... (laughs) Uh, yeah, next time we came back, we were yeah. like, all right, we'll see y'all in December. They'll be part of the small world attraction. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's probably one of the better character interactions that we've had. But um, I'm just, I'm, 
I'm interested in how my own perception of character meals has changed the more often that we've been to Disney. But anywho, that was our final breakfast. And then we hopped in the car and sat in the car for 10 hours to get back home, which is never fun. But we do it because it's cheaper than flying. And, you know, if you're going to go to Disney five times in a year, you got to cut corners somehow. So driving we do. But I do want to thank everybody for listening Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening about our trip report. Christopher and I aren't going to go back for like seven months, eight months. I think we're going to head back next July sometime for our anniversary, leaving the kids alone. And it's going to be hard for me because... Yeah, I don't think you'll be able to stand it that long. I know. I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard. But the thing that I didn't foresee about having an annual pass is how much I want to... How easy it is for me to say, well, let's just hit the road and go. Yeah, I mean... Where you're at now, I mean, we could just be there tomorrow yeah. and walk right in. Exactly. So I'm going to do my best because we're trying to be better about spending our money wisely. But I don't know. A sudden windfall comes my way. We might be seeing another weekend sometime before then. <laughs> Y'all can see the look Christopher just gave me, I swear. But anywho, I do want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you have had a wonderful holiday season and um, continue to have a great time with you and your family. I can't wait to hear about your own trip reports. So let me know about anything that you guys have done, anything that I need to try that I haven't tried yet. I always want to try new things every time we go. So Wild Africa Trek is definitely on our list for the next time. And um, maybe a new resort. We're trying to talk ourselves into staying at Boardwalk again. But it was the Polynesian was number one top on my list until I stayed at Boardwalk. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because we didn't, like I said, we didn't even look at your car for two or three days. Yeah, I know. It was great. It was great. I truly felt like I was in the Disney bubble for the first time in a while. But, anywho, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. For listening. Bye bye now. Hope you had a good time. Spectral Magic.